Would you rather fight 50 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Why are they attacking me? It's just a question. Welcome back to the Whatever is True podcast. I am Bethany, and I am here with my husband, Jake. Hey, everybody. Today's episode is one that has been requested for quite some time, and we have chosen to finally tackle it and bring it to you guys, and that is on the topic of disciplining your children as a parent. It's actually super short. Just read Proverbs. That's basically where all of our research is from today. Well, talk to you guys next week. So really, for real, um, we are going to talk about that a little bit more in depth. We just want to say thank you again so much for rating and reviewing our podcast, for sending in encouraging messages. Um, You guys just make this podcast feel like a team and a community, and we really appreciate it. Our affiliate for today's episode is Drops. And Drops is a subscription service that you can get your laundry and dishwasher pods delivered directly to your home. And they are clean, getting rid of like those nasty chemicals and stuff. And we have been using them for a couple years now. Never have to think about like remembering to buy them at the store. I never run out. And I have such a peace of mind, especially with the baby coming. And knowing that all of our clothes are being washed in dye-free, phosphate-free, paraben-free, optical brightener-free, another word I can't pronounce, free um, ingredients, it just helps me feel so much better. So you can use my code WAVES15 for 15% off of your first order. They work great too. And it's nice because you just grab the little packet, throw it in done. No measuring cups. The measuring cups with like the old soap stuff gets all sticky and gross and you never measure properly. So it's just grab one, throw it in, extra dirty load, throw two in, you're good to go. So like Bethany said, this has been a very highly requested topic. And we were just talking before we hit the record button about how we kind of feel inadequate about talking about this because like everyone else, we're humans. We fail at this. We're not perfect. But Bethany and I were talking, and as we were going through this, we're like, wow, yeah, we we know this. We know this. And it was just a real nice refresher to go through these notes and remind ourselves that this is all in God's word. And God's word is great for instruction and reproof. And Pastor Mike even said today. That's our pastor from our church. Yes. Sorry. Our pastor said today, like, it's in the Bible. Like, all you need is the Bible and it will help you. You don't need any other parenting books, discipline books. Don't get me wrong. They they can help and they can enlighten the word. But if you go back to scripture, it is there. 
And as we prepared for today's episode, we realized that we have learned a lot in the seven and a half years that we've been parents. We started off seven and a half years ago without having any clue. I remember being pregnant with Emmett and we were talking with Jake's brother and sister-in-law and they had two or three kids at the time and we just admired their parenting so much and they seemed to have discipline like down pat and I asked them like how do you do this give me all of your tips we're we're a couple months out from this and I remember them kind of just not like answering the question with like read this book this book and this book and do this and this and this yeah it was no xyz it was very well and looking back now i realized that it's because they were parenting based on the bible <laughs> and we look at a couple of verses in proverbs and we think well that doesn't cover gentle parenting and that doesn't cover how to discipline and it doesn't cover if timeouts are effective and how long can you continue this or stop this but as we go through this list today that we have prepared for you guys, following all of these things, everything else kind of falls into place, if that makes sense. Yeah. And this was my brother that we had on our podcast earlier, who's the pastor out in Wichita. And I remember that conversation very well because, you know, I was nervous. I asked him, you know, do you have any advice for me? And he just said, Kids are like gardens, man. You put in the hard work at the beginning. You know, you till the soil, you plant the seed, you water, you take care of it. And then when they get older, you've put all that work into them and you get to reap the harvest. So with that in mind, know that it is hard work. But like we said, not all hard work is bad work. And in the end, it will pay for all the work that you put into it. So let's set some groundwork for today. First off, we want to talk about reasons for discipline. Now, number one is that this is obedience to God as a parent. When you had your first child, you signed up for this next role in life. And that is that God has called you to discipline and to raise and guide your children. And when you do that, you are acting in obedience to God. So as you are teaching your children about obedience, you are also modeling obedience to God. Proverbs 13, 24 says, Whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. And then Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, that's one thing that you have to think about, too, is America says, like, oh, you have them for 18 years. No, you have them for the rest of your life. Like, you are constantly pouring into your children. I am continually getting... um wisdom and knowledge from my parents. Now, that might not be discipline. They, they're not disciplining me now, but they are still part of my life and they have trained me up in the way I should go. So that is an encouragement 
as well as a warning to train up the child so that when they are old, they will not depart and they, they will have hopefully a relationship with Christ and you can be proud of the children that you have. The second reason is that we want our children to understand the difference between good and bad or good and evil. And it's easy to assume that our little children will, of course, know that like hitting their brother or sister is a bad thing. But we have learned that there are so many things that children really need to learn and need to be taught what is right what is wrong, and how we are to act. Because we got to think about it, and we are all born sinners. And there is no good in us. Now, a child might have a different disposition than another child and be more loving and caring, but they're still sinners. They're still going to do wrong things. And we as parents need to guide them. We need to inform them this is wrong. And we need to have scripture to back it up, why this is wrong, why hitting your brother or sister is wrong, why lying to us is wrong, why deceiving someone is wrong. Because our children are not going to learn that on their own. We also want to build good character. And I think character has been lacking a lot in our generation. And it is something that I feel very passionate about bringing back (laughs) with our children. Um, There's just a lack of, of manners and how people are supposed to treat people. And it is our job as parents to be instilling that character and explaining what real character is. Ephesians 6 verses 1 through 4 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. I love this scripture so much. I know I say that about most scriptures that we cover here. It's good to like scripture, it, it is good. It is good to like scripture. That is very true. But I just love in verse three, that it says that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. So that is a big section of building character is you will live long in the land. You will be able to work with people. You will be trusted by people. You will have a good reputation. And if we are building good character in our children, they should have a good reputation. I don't want to be raising a liar. You know, and like we already said, they are born sinful. So they are going to come out of the womb ready to lie, unfortunately. Yeah, it's so important to remember this because I know that I have been so guilty in parenting of just having these expectations and these standards of how do you not know this? Like, why are you acting this way? And it's so easy to just bring my seven and five and three-year-old up to where I am, which is is ridiculous. 
Like I have been on this earth a couple of decades longer. I have learned a lot more and I have been disciplined and and parented, um, you know, my whole life. And I had to be taught these things. And so it's just a really good reminder. Next, it's also an issue of safety because not only can it get them in trouble with employers, you know, things like that further down the line, if you don't discipline them in their areas that they struggle in, whether it be lying, stealing, whatever, but it's also physical safety because if you lie to the wrong person, if you say something inappropriate to the wrong person, you could be in physical danger. Well, and I also think about the fact of, you know, simple things like crossing a street and if I'm walking with my kids, I, I don't have four hands to hold four kids at the same time. I need to say stop and wait, and I need them to listen and obey. Additionally, I need my children to obey immediately because let's say that I see danger ahead and they don't see it yet. I, when I yell stop, I need my children to stop because I can see the car coming down the street or I can see whatever lies ahead. Absolutely. And I think this is a perfect opportunity to pop in here and just say like disciplining your children is not just when they are in trouble, a punishment. It's not just a timeout, getting something taken away, you know, extra chores. It's not that. Well, it's not only that, but to be a disciplined person is to have your life in order. And obviously, we all need work in this aspect. But to have your kids disciplined to listening to authority, both you and trusted adults in their lives, that's a discipline. Devotions, going to church, even brushing your teeth every day is a discipline that we need to instill in our children. Because let's face it, if kids didn't have to, would they really want to brush their teeth? Probably not. The final point here is that we are raising a generation of gentlemen and ladies. Additionally, we can say we're raising a generation of God-fearing and God-honoring children here. But we're just talking about people who are respectable and love God. Hebrews 12 verses 10 and 11 say, For they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, that we may share his holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And that last part is what we're really talking about here. We are working on having children who yield the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Years down the road, hopefully not that far down the road, but that is what we're working towards. Okay, so we've gone through the reasons we want to discipline our children. Some of them. There could be many, many more books can be written on this subject. But these are, have been written on the subject. They have been written on the subject. But those were the main ones that we wanted to highlight and point out. And 
we would be doing a great disservice if we just pointed all these things out and just moved on with our day. So we do want to give some top tips that we have had that are that we have accumulated over the years of being parents. Once again, we have been parents for seven years. So there are people out there with more experience than us, but we also have some very stubborn children. Some strong-willed Strong-willed, that that sounds better. Strong-willed spirits. So our first tip really dives into that, and that is consistency. You want to be consistent with your children. You want them to respect what you say. So when you are disciplining them for whatever issue, if you are consistent, 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 and then start slacking off and you're not disciplined in the way you are handling these situations, they are going to see that and they are going to start pushing and trying to get away with these things again because they got away with something because you relaxed your relaxed your discipline. Well, and it's really easy to lose that consistency and to get lazy and say, I'm just too tired today. I don't want to deal with this. I'm going to let this one thing slide. But your kids are not lazy. (laughs) They are going to pick up on that. So really important to remember a Bible verse that goes along with this says first Corinthians is first Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brothers be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. And our discipline, our guidance with our children is doing the work of the Lord. And so we just need to be steadfast in that. And knowing that even when it seems like, you know, consistency means that like the same issue keeps happening, right? Um, But our labor is not in vain. And something is happening. And we have seen that time and time again in parenting where it has just felt like we are hitting our heads against walls and the same thing keeps coming up. But then there's there's that breakthrough. Someday that breakthrough comes and it is worth it. Next is always have an appropriate consequence for the behavior. Now, don't get me wrong. Sin is sin. However lying to your face, and I keep bringing up lying, but it's just the easiest one to talk about. Lying to your face deserves a different consequence than hitting your sibling over the head with a two by four. Who hits over the head with a two by four? This has not happened at our house, okay? You guys should have seen Bethany's face right there. No, but like there's a difference in behavior and there's a difference in the consequence because one is causing physical harm that you are like trying to hurt someone and the other one is something that you can get away with a lot easier. And it's done in private or in secret, one would think. Mm -hmm. So obviously physical harm to someone else is kind of obvious, but lying can be undetectable at times 
And that is very concerning when someone gets to the point where they can just lie without even thinking about it. So another example for this would be it is very popular in our house to listen to music on our TV. We put Spotify on a lot and the kids like to use the remote to pick songs. And sometimes it just gets out of hand. And when that happens, if they're not listening and obeying and putting on, you know, what's suppo- what the music is supposed to be that day, the remote gets taken away. I don't come in with a different consequence that is unrelated to what is happening, but it deals directly with the disobedient behavior of using the remote in the wrong way. And that remote gets taken away for a period of time. And piggybacking right off of this is disciplining per child. Because a discipline for our daughter Hadley might not work for our son Emmett or our daughter Junie and vice versa. It's important to remember that our children are all individuals and so we can't just blanket discipline all of them. They all need individual discipline but it's definitely going to look different for each child and it was very easy at the beginning because Emmett was first that as Hadley started to follow in the same way, it became obvious rather quickly that she needed to be disciplined in a whole other way. It doesn't mean that there's not overlap or that we don't ever do the same things, but the way that she responds is different than the way that he responds. Okay, next up is probably the most important or one of the most important tips that we can share. We have not put these in order of greatest to least or anything. We just kind of wrote them down as we thought about them. But this one is always pointing that moment of discipline or that moment of disobedience back to scripture and explaining why we are disciplining. And this involves having a lot of conversation. It is not just, hey, you disobeyed. Here's your consequence and we're moving on. There is a whole conversation, a whole back and forth. There is questions and probing and prayer and thought. And I think this is something that we have learned more about over time. Um, It's like... I feel like it's part of maturing in your understanding of disciplining your kids and understanding that they're dealing with a heart issue. We're not dealing with a, we just want proper behavior in our house because we do want that. We want proper behavior in our house, but if we just focus on what you're doing is wrong and I need you to act right without going deeper and going into the heart, we have failed as parents. Absolutely. I mean, if I go into a new job and they just tell me what to do, but not why I'm doing it or how to do it, then that that's going to break down. That is going to fail. So we need to bring to our children that this is why we are disciplining you. This is why you shouldn't be doing that. And it's not because I want you to do it this way, but it's because God calls us to be apart from the world. 
God calls us to act according to his word. And that's something that we as parents are responsible to pass on to our children. So it, we can tell our children, like, if we don't do this, we're disobeying God. A really great book that I read a couple years and just truly changed my mindset and my heart on this matter was Shepherding a Child's Heart by Ted Tripp. It is just wonderful, and I've never looked at disciplining the same way. So I would highly recommend it, Shepherding a Child's Heart by Ted Tripp. Everyone who has read it that I have talked to has loved it, and it just deals with this whole concept that we're talking about here and praying for your child's heart also. Like, we cannot forget that. That is such a huge part of this as well. Yes, that book is a great resource. It is bathed in scripture. It has a lot of good examples of how you can be disciplining your children properly. And it also talks about how you can discipline them wrong and the effects that it has. Highly recommend that book. And on the same topic, we're not saying that you have to have like a 20-minute conversation with every single behavior that your child has that day. It might be as simple as you hear your your one child say something unkind to another child, and you can just kind of stick your head in there and say, "What was that kind? How should we have acted? And sometimes just like a really simple question, it just turns that behavior around or it makes them rethink how they're acting and what they're doing. And so, again, we're not saying (laughs) go into these really long conversations all day long, though some days might require that. But it is just that simple redirection of going back to scripture and reminding children of what godly behavior is supposed to look like in the home. Right. And like that, that is a form of discipline. It's not, uh, oh, they weren't kind to someone. They're going to go sit and time out for 10 minutes. It can be as simple as, like Bethany said, just was that kind to say? And then depending on how they react determines whether you keep going. If they realize, if you've put in the work and they realize like, yeah, I shouldn't have said that, they can apologize and move on. But if they're stubborn about it, then it might progress to, well, now the child has to go sit and time out for a few minutes because they're not being repentant of that issue. Next, we have to never discipline in anger. And this is, again, a really big one because when our children are acting out, when they're being disobedient, when they're not doing what we have asked of them, it fuels something in us. And if we're not careful, it is very easy to act out in that. Ephesians 4.26 reminds us that we need to be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. And I will tell you right now that this is very challenging for me. (laughs) It's very hard um, to be angry and to not sin. Right, because there is righteous anger. You can be angry that your child 
did something that they were not supposed to do. Right. You're not going to be happy about their poor behavior or dancing around about it. Like it's normal to respond and acknowledge that their behavior is not okay and it's not warranted in our home. Now, honestly, dealing with anger in general should be an entire episode all on its own. Unfortunately for today, it's just going to be a point, but we did want to acknowledge it and talk about it and just to remind everyone that disciplining and anger is never the solution. Um, Take some time for yourself in those moments. Call in another adult to come help you. Um, But whatever you do, just don't respond to your child out of anger. The next tip that we would say is don't end on a bad note. You want to wrap it up. You want to make sure that your child understands why they were disciplined, um, why you chose the discipline you chose. And one thing I always do, and the kids are ready for it, is we hug at the end. I tell them that I love them so much and remind them that God loves them. And it just, it ends the the time of the discussion, the timeout, whatever, it ends it well on a positive note and it just kind of reinforces everything that you had already talked about. Another one is that discipline should happen as quickly as possible as it relates to the incident. Um, I know this can be challenging if you're out in public Um, If you feel like your spouse needs to come home and deal with it, but we have just found that you don't want it to linger and just sit throughout the day. You really do want to come and talk with your child and figure out whatever that disciplinary measure is and deal with it as quickly as possible. Next is be looking out for teachable moments. There are moments throughout the days that you can point out something to your child and talk through it with them so that it is uh, preemptive where you are working and bringing this up to the child so that later on when they are faced with a situation, they then already know how to handle themselves. And when they do handle themselves properly, you should encourage that positive behavior. I am always looking for situations in our home of positive behavior, positive interaction, and then talking about it, pointing it out and saying, good job. You said that so nicely. You're playing so nicely with your sister. Thank you for what you did. Because I don't want their only interactions with me to be that I'm disciplining them or um, saying like, you know, you, you, this behavior was wrong. We need to correct this. I want them to know that I also see the good behavior 
and I'm recognizing it, I'm acknowledging it, and I am praising it because that's what I want ultimately in our home is the good behavior to be outweighing that bad behavior. So I know encouragement comes a lot more naturally for some people and not so much for others. So if you're a natural natural encourager, keep it up. And if you're not, just start looking for those situations in your home where you can really encourage and lift up your child. And I feel like it's kind of like when you buy a new car. When you buy a new car, you start seeing them everywhere. And when you start encouraging the good behavior, you start seeing more and more good behavior coming from your children. So really quickly, we want to share just some mistakes that we can make as parents. Again, this isn't a comprehensive list. We're sharing as many as we can think of, but I'm sure you guys can add to the tips, the reasons for discipline, and this list as well. So really quickly, we talked about disciplining and anger. That's a mistake that a lot of parents can can make. Um, another one is to not follow through on consequences. That goes hand in hand with the consistency that we talked about earlier. And that is especially difficult if you are out in public or at an event and you say, we will talk about this or you will have a consequence later. And then you forget to follow through with that consequence. I know that is something I struggle with often. And it's just another thing where the child might get, just look at you and be like, yeah, you're not going to follow through with this though. And then that emboldens them to continue in the behavior. Something else we don't want to do is to make our child feel less than. We do want to identify the behaviors. We want to identify the sin and encourage them on the right path. But we do want to be careful to protect them um, and for them to understand that as humans, we're all going to mess up. We all sin. Mommy and daddy still sin and mess up today. And what we really want to do is just point our children towards understanding that on our own, we're not enough, but with God, he is enough for us. The last mistake that is often made is letting your children walk all over you. You are the parent. They are the child. They are under your authority. God has placed them in your care. So you need to be the one that is in control of situations. So as we close today, we want to encourage you guys with a couple notes here on discipline. And the first one is that you are doing your children a disservice to not discipline them, but you are being a blessing to them with corrections. Revelation 3.19 says, those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent. And we are actually mirroring God here as we are disciplining our children. He disciplines us. He disciplines us because he loves us. And we are to act like Christ. And he is our example as we parent our children. And so as we discipline them, we're doing it because we love them. And we have to change our view on discipline. It's not just something that we have to do, but it's an opportunity for us to train our children 
in godly ways. We're going to end today with a passage from Galatians that Abby Halberstadt from Emma's for Mama talks about in relationship with parenting. And ever since she mentioned this scripture with parenting, it has really opened up my eyes and been such an encouragement. And that is Galatians 6, 9. It says, and let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. And we just really want to encourage you guys to not give up. We know disciplining is hard. We know parenting has a lot of hard moments, but there are so many rewards. And we just encourage you guys to keep working hard, to keep pressing forward, looking ahead and knowing that you are raising the next generation. And we are just praying that this generation of children that we are raising and disciplining Um, are going to just love God and bring many souls to him. I think that is a perfect spot for us to end this podcast. As always, you can find and follow the podcast over on Instagram at the whatever is true co. Bethany is on Instagram at waves and lilacs, and I am Jake off script. See you later.